Hello and welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending September 8th, 2023. I'm your host, Michelle Bajargal, and today I'm joined by our Chief Investment Strategist, Eric Restevan. Thank you, Eric. Good Thank to you for see you, joining Michelle. us. Um, <laughs> so perhaps we can start our discussion with U.S. economic mm -hmm. um, news, um, touch on you know information from past Friday on non-farm payroll, and then as well as um, this week's ISM mm -hmm. release on PMI. Sure. So, uh, first of all, the jobs release. Jobs are the king of economic data. So, the jobs release was 187,000 jobs created in August. Um, that was better than the 170,000 expected, and it still shows. You know, it's clear evidence of the resilience of the U.S. economy because there, you know, with, the, with some of the bankruptcies you saw in transportation and some other things, it was actually a pretty strong number. So, um, I, I think it shows you the, the U.S. economy is still doing well. Um, you know, the, the services PMI went up for, which is, you know, U.S., the ISM services number, that, that's actually 77% of the economy is services industries. And, and that improved pretty, you know, again, for the eight straight months. So the service part of the U.S. economy is doing quite well at, at you know, it, it, well above 50 at 54.7. So we're, we're doing okay there. And, and I think that that's led the market. Market sold off. S&P is 500 is down about 1.4% on the week. I think that's good news is bad news. Um, that if the economic, if the economy is stronger and more robust than it, than, than a thought, maybe that's going to cause the Fed to be higher longer. Um, it hasn't affected the odds of, of a rate increase in September. Still, the market's not pricing a real probability of that, nor are we. Um, but the November probability is 50-50, and I think people are all eyes are towards what do we see in the data series between now and November. Because, you know, what the Fed is, they're talking a lot about proceeding carefully and proceeding cautiously. I mean, multiple presidents have used that terminology. And I think what they're saying is they're saying, we understand that the U.S. economy is very robust, but we've already raised interest rates five and a quarter percent. And the U.S. economy, if you think about it, monetary policy, say 18 months to be fully felt by an economy. That means the U.S. economy is only fully processed the first 25 basis point rate hike of March of last year. So there's still 500 basis points of rate hike full impact to hit. And I think they're thinking that maybe some of those things will, that some of that effect will occur a little bit more noticeably over the next few months. And that's the, the I think the 50-50. And I think that's where the market's got. I think that's how the Fed's thinking about it too. A good news for us uh, who are in the U.S., but different pictures emerging from Europe. Um, if you can talk us through some of the data releases this yeah. week. So we, we saw a, a revised GDP number for the second quarter. Good news is not in recession, but mm -hmm. it's like right on the cusp because the, the the growth estimate for the second quarter in Europe went from 0.3, the euro zone went from 0.3% to 0.1, which is really close to zero. Um, so economic growth in the second quarter in the Europe wasn't exactly robust, wasn't profound. And what we've seen in recent data, um, we've seen retail sales fall off in Europe. Um, we've also seen the aggregate PMI, the composite PMI, um, which is kind of for August. And those are current third quarter uh, data points, not second quarter data points. The PMI fell again, um, and it's now at 46.7. And, and if you think about the 50-50 the, the line, the line of demarcation between expansion and contraction on these PMI surveys, 46.7 indicates you may be in contraction. And, and so Europe is, you know, the U.S. is doing well economically, and, and Europe isn't quite doing as well, although they're not doing horribly. Um, and I think that has to be taken into the context in terms of the global economy and kind of recession probabilities going forward. Great. And I guess another piece of um, information we should 
highlight for this week is exports data coming out of China. Mm -hmm. If you can talk uh, about that. Yeah, we've talked a lot about China over the last few months, as has, has the market. Um, when you look at the data, exports were down again for the fourth straight month in August. And on a year-on-year basis, exports are down in China 8.8%. Right, and that that joins the other two challenges the Chinese economy is dealing with, which is sluggish consumers spending and you and sluggish housing, um, and I think all of these things are conspiring to put more and more pressure on the Chinese government and, and President Xi in particular to actually do something more substantive, substantial than they, they've done already in the past. In fact, if you, it's interesting, Bloomberg's research team actually is now projecting that China won't pass the U.S. in terms of the world's largest economy until the mid-2040s. That number is in the 2030s before they, they recast that study. And they actually make the point, it may never actually happen. Given the massive demographic challenge that China has in terms of its population decline over the next 50 years, they may never be able to do it. So, you know, China um, is in, a, in an interesting spot where they have a lot of reasons to, to actually stimulate their market that are not just short-term reasons. Well, so we'll see what happens. Um, the market is constantly debating as to whether or not <laughs> the Chinese government will step in. We'll see, see what happens. Great. Well, Thank you for your insights. Uh, always a pleasure to have you. And thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week.